0: Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello, welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. Oh, let me get myself turned up. There we go. Uh, Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. On Thursday night, we're finally back. So, uh, finally back and back in business here, uh, so to speak. Let's see here. Let's get over here on YouTube. I already uh, said uh, good evening to uh, Brother Ken over there on YouTube is Checking In. Don't forget, you can always watch us uh, again. Uh, this is the start of a new playlist. You can always go to Let This Mind Be In You on both Facebook and YouTube and look up the uh, playlist. Uh, the playlist for this, as you can tell, is the Book of Acts. So we're going to be starting into the Book of Acts tonight. Let's see here. Nobody checking in. To, right? Oh. Wife says, sounds good. Great. Well, and I always have to check to make sure, let's see here, that I have the audio going, and I do. Praise the Lord. So we're going to be getting into the book of Acts tonight, a transitional book uh, as it's most you know often known in, um, in uh, many circles. Uh, other people uh, take it as a doctrinal book, especially the first couple of chapters, but uh, we'll get into that tonight. And uh, see where the Lord has in store for us. So it's just going to be, uh, you know, we'll take our time, but uh, hopefully about, mm, hopefully about a chapter a week. Of course, there'll be some breaks in there, um, you know, potential travel and different things like that. But you know, twenty-eight chapters here in the Book of Acts. The Book of Acts, uh, of course, written. Uh, before we get started in that, uh, you can always look at the the podcast. I know I'm still having trouble on the uh, on Spotify. And for those that, that like to listen on Spotify, there are still some that I'm struggling to try to get uploaded correctly. Um, all the other platforms have the completed files. Uh, so if you go to like, um, Spotify, not Spotify, but, uh, Podbean, uh, Apple Podcast, iHeart Podcast, all these other podcast platforms seem to be updated. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on with all that, but, um with spotify but i'm I'm still trying and uh, but you can always look that up and let this mind be in you podcast let this mind be in you podcast and uh, I would enjoy seeing you on there leave a comment on those platforms that allow you to do such make sure you share and uh, follow those all right so getting into the book of acts though it it, it was written by Luke. So just the uh, the you know go back to the Gospel of Luke the same writer through, obviously through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit um, Luke um, writes down the acts of the apostles he, it's a it's a historical like um, kind of like a survey overview survey of the of you know from the time Jesus ascends as we'll see here in in, in chapter one. All the way through, um, it closes out with basically with Paul being in prison uh, in Rome, and so there's many, many things to uh, to go through, and we'll we'll try to go through it as uh, as quickly as possible. But like I said, if we can't get through it all, um, so be it. All right, hey Sister Diana, or Sister Diane, uh, oh yeah, Sister Sister Diane Bollinger over there on Facebook. Sorry, that's taking a time to upload there. Good to see you, and thank you for joining me live. Again, make sure you're, uh, if you're on Facebook, the, this is especially important, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and share the video uh, while you're watching. Um, if you don't know how to do that, uh, just give it a try. Should be a little button on there somewhere that says share. And then if you're on YouTube, please, please, word of mouth, tell everybody about it. Uh, if somebody asks recommends or wants a recommendation for a good Um, Bible-based program on YouTube. Please mention this one. All right. But anyways, written by Luke, uh, penned by Luke as a historical account. So let's get into chapter one. So it says, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Now, of course, this is, you know, at this time now, you know, obviously we're going to see about Judas. uh, There was only 11 of them uh, that his chosen apostles, not people that followed him, but, or maybe even were uh, witness, eyewitness account uh, to the, uh, him raising from the dead, as far as they saw him after He rose from the dead and walked among them for 40 days. Um, But his chosen, and we're going to look at that a little bit more as we get into the end of this chapter. Um, But this isn't, you know, just in generally speaking, they were actually his chosen apostles. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. So after he had died, he had been crucified, was buried, according to the scriptures, he rose again, and he was... Alive, he showed himself alive through many infallible proofs. They, you know, he, he tells Thomas, "Put your thrust your hand into my side. You know, feel see the nail prints in my hands, and so forth." Um, he showed himself to actually physically be alive, and he was most certainly dead when they put him uh, into the borrowed tomb there in Jerusalem. Um, We think about the spear in his side, you know, the water and blood had already separated. Um, But, uh, however, in getting on to it, speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, being seen of them 40 days, as I mentioned already, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. In in context, this is the same thing as the kingdom of heaven, uh, with that same term. And being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Now this is, you know, as you probably can just go back and and as we went through the book of Revelation, rightly divided, um, about prophecy, why not leave Jerusalem? Well, that's because Jerusalem was very important to the the prophetic bringing in of the kingdom. And we know this because look at some of the questions that um, they're going to ask here in a moment. But look, it says here, assembled with them, verse number four, and commanded them they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Look at John 14, you know, uh, I will come to you, the Comforter. He's waiting for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. So, again, while he was with them, he was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, his spirit was not in them he was present with them physically but he said as i go away it's more it's more of an advantage to you that i as he says in john 14 i will come to you and be in all of you uh the father in us all as it says in in ephesians you know so the the indwelling holy spirit these things that um had not been uh, available to people throughout all of time would be available now, this Holy Spirit, God with us, God actually in us. As it says many other times, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But uh, as we continue, um, verse number six, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, not... Hey, what does that mean with the Holy Spirit coming upon us and all these other kinds of things that have been prophesied back in, you know, Joel? And we'll see that as we get into Acts 2 and so forth and so on. But none of those questions, the one thing on their mind, Lord, verse number 6, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? You know, and, you know, the kingdom, the, the, the promised possession, you know, are you going to do that now? The, are, are, are you going to set up your kingdom now? And he says to them, and he said unto them, verse number seven: It is not for you to know the times of the season or the seasons which the Father hath put in His own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all of Judea, and in Samaria, and in uttermost parts, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Uh, sometimes known as this verse is known as the Great Commission, also found in Matthew. And we'll see, you know, you can see that towards the. Uh, as you can see in the uh, at the end of mark um, a lot of times people like to go to the Matthew account because there's it's not as problematic as mark 16 in mark 16 they you know or um, uh, let's see ba, 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 down here yeah mark 16 down to then go ye into all the verse 15 into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned there's Many things then already problematic about some of the language there. And people may have different, different views on things. And there, these signs shall follow after them, or shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Wow. Lots of signs. And uh, so... Again, great commission kind of stuff, and you know that's kind of problematic for some groups. You know, other groups are like, "Yeah, look at that! You know, we're going to have these sign gifts." Um, again, as we go through the Book of Acts, you can you can clearly see that this is not for us now, the body of Christ, and so on and so forth. We'll get into all that, but anyways. Um, but again, wilt thou restore again this kingdom? Verse number seven, he said, "It's not for you to times know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in His own power." I wrote down here off to the side here uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 36 and verse 50. He's told them this while he was yet present with them. He tells them this in Matthew 25 and verse 13, Mark 13, verse 32, and also Luke 12 and verse 46 that it's not for them to know the times or the seasons. You know, like that, that's not what would bring in the kingdom. And if you go back to our study in the book of Revelation that we just got done uh, uh, with a couple weeks ago, if you read through the entire study there, you can see that the time that brings in that is the time of uh, restitution, These um, uh, the uh, things that we'll see in Acts chapter 3 when it says, um, let's see, what is it? The uh, What is the term that he used in Acts chapter 3? Mm, we'll get to it, but Uh buh, buh, buh. times are refreshing i I could not remember what it was, but anyway, so that's it's all that's what brings in the kingdom you know that it's not for them to know the times or the seasons and these that, and the other things because israel it had rejected their messiah. It's when Israel finally receives their Messiah as the nation, and they look upon him whom they have pierced, they will wail and moan. Um, and they'll look upon him, and he will be finally as he they ask for him to come and save them. They're in a lot of trouble, and that's in the time of Jacob's trouble there in the book of Revelation. Verse six is also a bit of a lead into what the apostles were looking forward to—the second coming. Yes, not the uh, capturing away of the body of Christ. We're waiting for our blessed hope and the taking away. Yep, uh, brother Ken's talking about that, and yes, we'll definitely get into that, brother Ken. So. Okay, uh, but back to it. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is verse number 8 back in Acts chapter 1. And ye shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And, you know, of course, again, as we said, you know, the, what some call the Great Commission. But again, this Great Commission is to the apostles. Um, and there's many, many reasons for that. And we'll probably get into most of that. But verse 9, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Now, two things. They will see him coming in a cloud as he ascended into a cloud. As it, as it said here, they will see him descending and his feet will come again. This is why it's the second coming, not the, uh, not the capturing away of the body of Christ. But they will see him actually descending and he will place his feet upon the Mount of Olives again where he ascended from. And that mountain range will split from you know, east to west and there's going to be so many different prophecies that are fulfilled when he comes back that second time. And what's fascinating to me, and, I, and I'll, I think I've said this before, and I want to make sure everybody understands what I'm saying. The apostles, these chosen men, and I think those that are part of the kingdom gospel ministry, that uh, these apostles are a part of, this great commission that they're a part of, to go and you know preach in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, out of most parts of the earth. I think that those that are that believe that message, and that's what they're believing on, they re- still see, receive the Holy Ghost. We'll see in the book of Acts, though, there's many different ways. Like, there's laying of hands on people to receive the Holy Ghost. There's all sorts of different things happening. Not how you receive the Holy Ghost. At the moment of salvation, we receive the Holy Ghost. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, it says. Sealed until the day of redemption. The book of Ephesians talks about that. That's at the moment, of so immediately. But we'll see there's all sorts of different things happening. But the point I'm trying to make is the, the, the second part of what I said. He's going to ascend or descend as, as the same like manner as he ascended as these uh, two messengers here, um, these two men that stood by them in white apparel. But another thing is, is I believe that this is when they are resurrected. Now go back to the book of Revelation as we studied that in our study. But I believe that these men and those that believe in this message and, you know, the 120 that's in there and the 3000 are saved on the day of Pentecost and all these other people that are born again will be resurrected. As it says in Revelation um, chapter 20, blessed he takes part in the first resurrection. They will see him physically dead. They will get their new bodies. They're, I believe that these are the souls under the altar. They're waiting for him to come back so that this prophecy of these two that are clothed in white apparel will be fulfilled at that moment. I believe that they are. They will rise from the dead as far as be given their new glorified body at the second coming. And I believe that that's what the book of Revelation calls in Revelation 20 the blessed is he, that takes part in the first resurrection. I believe that's called the first resurrection. They are risen from the dead. They are receiving this new body. They see him coming. And that a lot of, uh, I still, you know, think to about it to this day as when I was in Israel, how many Orthodox and, and some, I'm assuming some, you know, what would call messianic or believe in Jesus, um, you know, are buried all throughout or whatever, and wherever the apostles are buried and whatever they were killed and martyred and wherever they're at, it doesn't matter. They will be coming with him and receiving their new glorified body. They will see him coming as he is coming in clouds of glory. And uh, anyways, I just wanted to bring that up that that the apostles are not taken in the, uh, the resurrection of the dead in Christ. As Paul talks about, or what would someone say, "The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, the catching away of the body of christ i don 't believe that they are resurrected at that time and receive their glorified bodies at that time. I believe it's that the times are refreshing, the time when he comes back, the second coming of Christ, and again, as I talk through that, you know uh, you know some may disagree with that, but I think there's a lot of good biblical evidence to show that that is the case, but all right, moving on. Uh, so you mean of Galilee, they re- and then I would say, see uh, him go into heaven, verse number 11, and then verse 12, then return they unto Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. There are only, and when it says you see things like that, a Sabbath day journey, I, I walk from the Mount of Olives all the way at the top, all the way back down to the, almost down into the Kidron Valley to where our vehicle was, and then I drove into Jerusalem. It took, you know, an hour or so tops The to walk from the, you can make it, you know, an hour, hour and a half or so uh, walking down the Mount of Olives. Uh, of course, they got streets. I, I care, they probably didn't have the as nice of streets as they have in Jerusalem today. But my point is when they make a, a statement, like a Sabbath day journey, they're talking about, they were only allowed to travel a certain distance on the Sabbath day. And that's what it's talking about. Uh, that's, that's how close it was to the city that they could make that, that journey, even if they were traveling on a Sabbath day. Anyways, uh, verse 13, And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and, uh, and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus uh, and Simon Zealots, um, also known as Simon the Zealot, and uh, Judas, uh, the brother of James, these all continue with one accord and prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. And we'll see that there's about one hundred and twenty here in the next verse. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said the number of the names together were about one hundred and twenty. Uh, something just kind of popped in my head, too. When I was in Jerusalem, you know, they say well, this is where the upper room is. You know, this is where the Last Supper took place. And I don't know about any of all that stuff. I don't know where they they can even make that kind of assumption. But I guess because in the Middle Ages somebody built a church over some certain location, they that's where they believe it is. I don't. But the point is, is that they were in this upper room. They were in one accord. They were praying, and and uh, you know, I I think in other places. You can get this kind of an idea that they were kind of hiding out. You know, Christ had just been crucified, you know, well, you know, uh, however long ago, you know, it was. I, I Like I said, when he was crucified and was buried for three days and three nights and was with them for 40 days, and then he was absent from them for seven. He just ascended into heaven. So sometime within this week, before the day of Pentecost, which is the, on the 50th day, before that day, um, they were just dwelling. They were kind of huddled up and praying and uh, just, you know, leaning on each other. Um, it's an interesting correlation, too, to the time of Jacob's trouble with his Daniel 70th week. It's a it's seven days or seven-year time period uh, during that week, of, the 70th week of Daniel. They will also come together in one accord. In prayer and supplication and, and and exhorting each other unto good works and 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 trying to get them to under you know uh, to strengthen each other um, it just popped in my head and this is not where I was planning on going with this but look at Hebrews chapter 10 look at the look at the relationship to, uh, to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number um, 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. See, Jesus said just these two messengers had just promised that he would come again, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. they probably wanted to, They probably thought the day was approaching. Is he going to set up his kingdom now? He said to watch and wait. He's going to send his Holy Spirit. What does that mean? They're in this upper room together, and I, there will be the book of Hebrews, that passage of Scripture, even though we should gather together, that portion of Scripture, I believe, is talking doctrinally, dispensationally, to those that are in the time of Jacob's trouble, which is also seven days or a week of days without the Holy Spirit being present. As far as indwelling. I, it's a it's a the the, the similitude to that, the, the similarity of the of these two accounts is very uh, eye opening to me in in the book of Acts here, as they're with one accord, they're in the upper room, they're sort of hiding, they're they're exhorting one another, they're praying, they got supplications going on, and you know, watching and waiting for his return. No Holy Spirit indwelling them. And I, and like I said, as all the fullness of the Godhead bodily resurrected or ascended into heaven, there's no Holy Spirit indwelling them. And there's a much fear, I would say. They don't have the strength of the, of the Holy Spirit within them. They don't have the, the boldness. They're in the upper room praying and gathering together. It's just something that's fascinating to me. And then Peter gets up, you know, Peter is obviously the, the leader. Uh, he's been given um, the authority of the, of the apostles. He's been given authority as in the manner of the gospel to the circumcision. He's found through halfway through this book, a, a majority of the time, this same Peter that had just denied Christ a, a month and a half or, or so ago, you know, a couple of months ago, and almost by this point, this same Peter stood up with, this, with his authority here up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. Verse 16, men and brethren, the scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David, this is in the book of Psalm, uh, spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. Of course, this is Judas Iscariot, the one that had betrayed. For he was numbered with us, And he had obtained part of this ministry. Hmm. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, you know, the 30 pieces of silver, and falling headlong, remember he went and hung himself, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. Wow. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem. This wasn't a secret. Insomuch as that field is called in their proper tongue, Akladama. That is to say, the field of blood. And uh, that is still there. Supposedly, the same orchard in which he hung himself is in this field of blood. It's still there. Let's see. South of the city. yeah, South of the city. Uh, this field of blood is still there. And this was well known to them, and it's still known to this day. Okay for it was written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate and let no man dwell therein. And his bishopric, his authority, his uh, uh his ruling um, because he had been chosen, that let another take. And right then and there, we're like, well, let's see, who's in a called apostle by the Jesus Christ? It, it, the 12th apostle's got to be Paul. Paul is called an apostle. He was called by Jesus Christ. I I would assume that he knew Jesus as far as his ministry. I guarantee that he was probably a young man in the Sanhedrin. uh, Probably one of the ones that were spitting on him. I don't know. But this same Paul that was part of the Sanhedrin was known as Saul at the time. He's got to be the 12th. But he's not. He's the apostle born out of due time. This is why Paul is not a part of this ministry. As it says here, uh, the bishopric let another take. Paul is the apostle to the church, the body of Christ, because he was revealed to him a mystery, the revelation of the mystery. And, of course, we'll get in, you know, maybe go back through the book of Romans at some point in time and talk about all that. But right now, this clearly shows that Paul or at this time Saul, or anything. He can't make him part of this group. But there's a bishopric, let another bishopric. Let another take. Wherefore, of these men, which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out um, among us, beginning from the baptism of John. So this is an also a criteria. So right there, okay, see, uh, Saul is out. Okay, well, then he must not be an apostle, called of and chosen of Christ. Yes, he was. That's why there's two different ministries. But again, I I digress. Let's keep moving. And as you notice, um, I am not drinking coffee tonight. It's been today, the heat index was over 112, real feel. So I think it was close to 100 degrees today again. So I'm drinking ice cold water. No coffee for me tonight. But, anyways, um, so again, we get back to this. There, there. The, this is a criteria beginning at the baptism of John. So when Jesus, so they they somebody had to been there. It more than likely one of the uh, you know disciples of the uh, John the Baptist. You know because he said prepare ye the way of the Lord. you know he was preparing the way of the Lord and he said uh, behold the son of man. You know he's the one, he says this is it here he is. So many of his uh, uh, disciples had to have followed Jesus if they were true and they believed in John's message. He said, "I, you know, I, I'm decreasing here. Like this, he's got to increase. Uh, this, this is the Messiah that's coming. Here, here he is. I'm just preparing the way. So that's one of the criteria. So apparently, they had a group of people that were still a part of." Them because it says, beginning with the baptism of John, unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two Joseph called uh, Barsabas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Lord, thou Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two. Thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship, it's important, for which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. Judas, when he opened up his eyes, was tormented in the same flame as the rich man, in the the account of rich man and Lazarus. And they gave forth their lots. And the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Now you might say, well, that's kind of strange. Why, did, why do they need twelve? Well, let's go to Matthew chapter 19, and we'll finish up with this. Matthew chapter 19, and verse number 28. There must need to be twelve. Matthew chapter 19, verse 28. Somebody had to, had to take that place. So they pray, they cast lots. Matthew chapter 19, two pages are stuck together. There we go. Matthew chapter 19, verse number 28. let's we'll start in verse uh, 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, you know, hey, we left everything. And, you know, we were there at the the, the baptism of John you you called us, we followed you, we forsook our nets, even though Peter went back to them you know <laughs> the point is is that he at this time he's like lord you know we behold we've forsaken all we've given up house uh we we don't have houses anymore we've we've given up our 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 livelihood what's what's in it so to speak for us and Jesus said unto them, verily I say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory. Now, this is not in New Jerusalem when you see the book of Revelation where he makes all things new and he sits on his throne and the earth is his footstool. No, 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 no. This throne of his glory is the throne of David when he rules and reigns for a thousand years. Ye also shall sit upon 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And you say, Well, okay, okay, is that it? No, keep reading. And every one that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Now, when did they get judged on this? That's in Matthew chapter 25, the judgment of the sheep and goats. They will take part in the millennial reign. Some will rule over a hundred, some over ten, some over a thousand. Some who think that they're going to rule over a thousand will rule over maybe one. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. This is not part of our inheritance. It's theirs. Now you say, no, well, that's just 12 thrones over the 12 tribes of Israel. That's where the apostles Everybody else rules and reigns with Christ for a thousand years over the earth. But beyond even that, I believe that all that they will rule over the 12 tribes and those 12 tribes will rule over the 12 boundaries of habitations. And that's what we're going to get into next. Uh, we we'll get to this at some point, but Paul mentions something in Acts chapter 17. He uses a strange, I guess if you just read through it, you're just like, hmm, what is this, you know, Paul talking about? Uh He's, I think, here. He's as he's up on Mars Hill. He's given this explanation of things that will be to come and all these other kinds of things. But he says in verse number twenty-six, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell upon the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed, and the bounds of their habitation. And we see this this term bounds of habitation. We're like, well, where does this come from? Well, that's in Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two in verse number 8. So turn all the way back there and we're going to end up with this. And Genesis Exodus Leviticus Numbers Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse number 8. When it says here when the most high divided to the nations their inheritance. Okay. When he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel, which is 12. 12 tribes. 12 boundaries of habitation, the bounds of habitation. Now, if you ask me, it doesn't say the sons of Noah, so Ham, Shem, and Japheth, you know, okay, well, there's four, four, and four, that's, you know, so we got to figure out, so Hamites, there's four groups in that, and there's Shemites, there's the Shemitic people, that's four groups in that, and then Ham, Shem, and Japheth, and then the Japhethites. Uh, there's four in there. So that's the 12 boundaries we got to figure out. And maybe we can't marry Hamites, can't marry Shemites, and all. And people go all throughout all this stuff. That's not what it's about. <laughs> that's what people try to make it about, but it's not. It has to do with the boundaries of ruling as the 12 tribes will rule over the 12 boundaries of habitation. The entire earth, so to speak. In other words, the entire earth will be ruled by the nation of israel the 12 tribes and those brought in as i always say this wrong and my mom always corrects me but proselyte proselyte Uh, (laughs) but that's the point so as the disciples rule and reign with christ for a thousand years the apostles his chosen as i just showed you there on 12 thrones they rule over the 12 tribes, and the 12 tribes rule over the entire earth, the boundaries of habitation, the 12 bounds of habitation. Whatever those are, don't know. I don't think it's important. Like, where are those at or who's in what? That's not important. All nations on one blood means, like, it's all the nations of the world are going to be ruled and reigned over by the children of Israel, the 12 boundaries, as the 12 apostles, Rule on 12 thrones. That is what Acts chapter 1 really gets after. And when you read it and you're like, hmm, oh, why are they casting lots? Why can't they just, okay, Judas fell, so be it. Because they had to have 12. See how that works? I hope you learned something tonight. I'll, not a whole lot of people maybe have studied that out, but that is in fact. I don't have any doubts in my mind what that's about. So go see my Millennial Reign series and also Revelation Rightly Divided if you want to see more in detail about that. Okay. Everybody good? Okay. Let's get into, uh, let's see a little bit of uh, any comments. So drop your comment below. Uh, we'll talk about that real quick. And if nobody's got anything else for tonight, we'll go ahead and call it a, call it a wrap. We'll wrap it up. Okay. My mom says, you pronounced it right. Yay, praise the Lord. Tonight, I pronounced it right, proselyte. I think before I said "prostal, It's proselyte. Not, there's no T in there, something like that. Anyways, thanks, Mom. That makes my heart feel good. Thank you for the correction. Sister Susie Wilson, hey, says, thank you, Brother Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Susie, for watching. Brother Ken says, the ministry that was given to the apostles to preach the word was clear in Acts 10, 37 through 43. The context is to believe that Jesus was Christ, and the last sign given was Christ's resurrection. Yeah. Amen. That's that's correct. The finished work of the cross was non-existent in Matthew chapter 12, verse 38 and 40. Yeah. So let's go back to that real quick. Let me look at that. Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 38. Says here, then certain of the scribes and the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered, and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. This is good, brother Ken, thank you. For as Jonas was three days and three nights, that's important, in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, meaning buried in the tomb, dead. Down in Abraham's bosom, leading captivity captive. That's exactly right. And so, again, the last sign given was Christ's resurrection by Christ himself. You know, he gives them power, these sign gifts that go throughout. And, you know, we'll see all these things and we'll see how many people misconstrue the sign gifts. But, uh, anyways, thank you, Brother Ken. That was great. All right. uh, Earlier, uh, we already read that one. Brother Kim was talking about earlier. <clears throat> Good teaching, brother. Brother Kim oh, well, brother, praise the Lord. All praise, honor, and glory to him. Okay, anybody still watching over there on Facebook has any comment, questions or comments? I don't know if Sister Diane is still there, but... Anyways, you can always go back and, and watch these. If there's no more comments, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. You can always go back and watch these. Um, all the playlists, all the different books, and uh, as speaking of Brother Ken, I talked to him before. Um, there may be some things that you know it, in my teaching in the past that I need to uh, correct. Uh, so we may have to go into different books of <laughs> books of the Bible. If you have any questions though of anything I've taught in the past or any of those playlists, they're all there on Let This Mind Be in You on Facebook and YouTube. Please, please, please like, share, subscribe, and uh, you can always go back in any of those playlists they're they're clearly labeled you can go through and, and watch them one at a time or just slowly study through them with me and um, uh, I'd appreciate that and then also all the the podcasts uh, if you want to listen to the audio versions of every one of those videos and then you can always reach me at l t m b i y at com. once again that's l t m b i y at yahoo.com you can reach me there sister sharie i see you Smiling right back at you, sis. Okay, well, that's it for tonight. Thank you for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. And we will get back together again, Lord willing, as we get into Acts chapter 2 next week. So, God bless you. I'll see you as soon as possible next week. Bye for now.